Wow! I feel the goo. I know that I won't know. I feel the goo. I knew that I would now. So, so much, much goo. goo. So, so much, much goo. goo. I got a you. Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to the last goo cast um, of the season. So, if you guys didn't know, this is finally the end to season one of the goo cast. Um, and the reason why we're having that is because in season two, we're going to bring on uh, new guests. We're going to change the question, maybe bring on some guests from before as well. But for today's guest, we have none other than MBT. Um, hey, I'm, what's good? Yep. I'm super excited to have um, MBT, Joseph on. Um, this is going to be a really sick episode. I think today we're mainly just going to be focusing on, you know, just talking about just general things like, you know, who he is, where he came from, like uh, what's going on and like maybe some stuff about the future, but, um, but yeah, Joseph, how, how are you feeling today? You good? I'm good. I'm good. Nice. Uh, I'm feeling great. I I've, thank you so much for having me on. I love the goo cast. Uh, I'm happy to be the first truly competitive player that you've ever interviewed. Uh, <laughs> you are so handsome. Se second to, <laughs> second to far, of course, you know, he's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, of, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, let's, let's be serious here. Yeah. Uh, so Joseph talking about your Yugi tubing career. Uh, how did your junior uh, uh, journey start uh, five years ago? <laughs> uh, well, um, I when about five years ago, I um, did like a really, I did a really stupid thing. I majored in theater in college, <laughs> and I moved to New York City, and I was like doing acting gigs, and it was like a lot of stuff at night. You would like audition late in the day. And then you would rehearse at night. And then most of the time you were just like sitting around waiting unless you were doing cattle calls. So uh, I would just like sit around all day and I was bored as hell. And it was right after like BA Monarch uh, Pendulum Cosmo format, which I really liked. And so I was just like jamming Yu-Gi-Oh! and like Dueling Book. And I was like, uh, this sucks. I Maybe I should like, you know, I'll at least get some practice like talking in front of a camera if I just like record myself doing this. So I just started doing that during the day, and um, I guess it, it prevented me from going insane. I mean, I guess you could argue <laughs> I went insane in a different way. And then uh, I kept doing that uh, until about 2019. Yep. Um, I was working a 9 to 5 at that point, uh, and I got furloughed for COVID, and I said, you know, fuck it. Let's see if we can do this full time, and uh, that's where I've been since. Nice. That's awesome. And I mean, yeah, I, I've been I, I've been a big fan of you since um, I even started. I think I met you in Vegas. But I didn't really like, you know, I was still kind of new to the scene, but it was YCS Vegas 20, uh, 2020. Um, yeah. I think I believe you were teamed up with none other than Seymour and Gage. And the you are Alex. <laughs> you are hard carrying them. Um, well, OK, so everyone <laughs> that event was insane. Um, yeah. I showed up to that event to play speed duels. Actually, I was trying to pill Alex Wait, and Gage well, on speed duels. Because uh, Moth had just come out, and it was just free money. You just showed up yeah. with Moth, and you just, like, took everything. Um, but we, we played the 3v3, and I played, like, Hero. And I, I won all my matches, and all these people were like, oh, my God. Joseph, I, I remember being on Reddit the next day, and they were like, Joseph is so good. He went undefeated at the YCS. He's going to blow the hinges off this thing. I'm like, you understand that we were like one in three. I was playing like children, you know? Like, it was like, oh my God. Joseph went undefeated. He beat like the no show. Incredible. Wow. Yeah. How could he have accomplished that? 
Um, that event was so fun, though. That was the first time I really got to meet everyone as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then we didn't see each other at all for years because of COVID. But yep. uh, I, I, the funniest part of that event was um, our, our winning in for day two was up against Edception's team. And we lost it because Simo forgot the droll was for both players. And he drew under <laughs> oh. it. And then he oh. shuffled his hand. And no, everyone at the table had forgotten it, except for my opponent, who I beat in like five minutes. And yeah. he was like, wait. He was the only one paying attention to the game. He was like, wait, he called over a judge. We got fucked. Oh, like, because okay, did he well. did he try to do Phantasmia under Droll? Is that what happened? Yep, that's exactly yeah. what happened. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was, he it was, he was like uh, on Salad versus Spiral, and it was awful. Ah, oh, damn. Okay. I do miss that format a lot. Do you have a favorite format in particular that you like are a fan of, or or may, it could even be this format? Like, what do you typically enjoy or look for when you determine a quote unquote good format for yourself? Um, if heroes playable, no. Uh, <laughs> we, um, <clears throat> I history of Yu Gi Oh has been really sick because okay. I get to play all these formats that like I missed or like was priced out of or whatever. Um, and I've learned that uh, I. I, I do really like I actually I'm I'm a big sick can we cuss on this show? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Good. Okay. <laughs> I'm like a big fucking sicko. I love the like wind up formats. There's oh, like three no. or four wind up no! formats in a row. Oh man. Wait, the one that's, no! like, that's wait, wind up format is 2012, right? With Rabbit yeah, like and Zach. Fucking gated. It's uh, post Hunter ban. It's like a really fun format. Um I like um Oh post. I like uh, a, a couple of, like, weird 09 formats. I, I think that someone was talking to me, and they were like, before 2009, it kind of feels like Yu-Gi-Oh! is just, like, a different kind of Magic the Gathering. But once, like, yeah. Synchro's come out, Teledad is, like, the first modern combo deck. You mm -hmm. know, Glad's is, like, the first archetypal deck, really, that saw a lot of success. Then it's, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! is Yu-Gi-Oh! And I, I <laughs> like I, a ton of those formats. Edison, of course. Um, I think a format that is way underexplored, and when we hit it in history, I think some people are probably going to try it out, is like 2016 Inov format, Ooh. I think is really fun. Nice. It's like um, right before the ABC structure is released. It's like a Mermail, uh, a couple of Toad decks like Paleo and Hero, Dark Lord, uh, Dark Magician is like tiered uh metal foes cosmo it's like a bunch of dog shit and people just didn't like try it out that much because they were like oh, we'll just wait for abc and then we'll play that and then uh i you mentioned i really like the current format as well i've had a lot of fun i mean uh from like 2018 to now i i've really i mean i've i've kept up with Yu-Gi-Oh and i've gone to events i've gone to nats and stuff or when they were being hosted but it <laughs> There's just like every format, there's like three or four decks that are just ass to play against. And they're just like, <laughs> the format is frustrating, or there's like an FDK or a deck that puts up a million gates or something like that. And I really like the current one. It feels like since uh, Power of the Elements, it's like they're, they're designing decks in a different way. And yeah. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, dude, I, I'm excited to see. Uh, I know we talked about Weiss's Vegas 20. 20 we have mm. you know three years later weiss is vegas 2023 also a team oh, ycs i'm so excited yeah. <laughs> i'm so excited um you, are you are you um running it back with with the, with are, the great alex and back, gage yeah. okay so. we're running it back i'm okay. i'm confident in alex uh he oh my, yes did not insane. play any competitive Yu-Gi-Oh from mm. like 2000 from that event basically until yep. uh pasadena yeah i think watch this pass yeah he yeah, he literally did not know any of the decks that were good. And he, he like, I've never seen someone boot camp the way he did. He got really, really good at tier. Yeah. And then uh, 
his tournament just didn't go his way. He played against like the wrong matchups and yep. shit like that. But um, I'm I'm confident in that I and I'm confident in Gage too. I think Gage is a good player, but he has this like problem where if no one tells him like. <laughs> shut the fuck up do? and stop oh yeah then he he will he'll like audible at the last minute onto like like yo i just lost to this deck on master duel i have to play like uh, blue eyes branded and Whoa. then he'll just like buy he'll he'll be like we'll be like don't play blue eyes branded and he'll be like no but you can get like dds blue eyes and then he'll do it and then you know it doesn't Bro, i don't out, know so. what possessed him to play that naturia deck <laughs> <I don't> oh. <laughs> He was, um, he was yeah. trying to talk to me about it. He was yeah. like, yo, yo, it was it was a Josh Schmidt list. It was crazy. Yeah. He's showing me the tweet, and I'm like, Gage, this is from two months ago. We didn't even – he's missing <laughs> half. Like, the whole archetype wasn't yeah. spoiled yet. He's like, no, it's great. It's great. No, and, and speaking of Alex, he's actually insane. Like, he was texting me the other day. He was uh, – before Rice is passing, he's like, bro, like, I, I've been in the camp. I've been in – I've been training. I'm like, really? Like – I didn't expect that because I know he's like really busy making all his videos, all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, that's hype. And then when I saw him in Pasadena and he was playing two, I'm like, yo, he he's been putting in the work. That's that's pretty. I mean, that's awesome for me to see. I love that. I love that. So it was it, it was actually pretty crazy. I think he made a call that um, uh, he and I don't know if you know uh, Saramanon. Mm -hmm. um, uh, ben yeah. was ben. part of a circle. Um, I was with him. We had. Rebecca in there and then he was playing with like the card guys people. Yep. And he um mm -hmm. they I think actually next leveled themselves. Uh they were making all these decisions based on like tier limit theory that wouldn't develop for the next couple of uh weeks. Oh, wow. They were like expecting everyone to show up with like one Aguido to have cut uh heralds from the main because it was like bad in the mirror if they yep. didn't get to a uh, dweller and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they were playing against like week one tier builds where everyone was just like maxed out on everything and like yep. playing as much as they could. And it was like, I, I, they just kind of ran a circle around themselves. I feel like it was very frustrating. Ah, uh, yeah. It, it's tough. Like preparing for events is really tough. I think like that's one of the things that I even struggle with right now. We have uh, YCS Leon in, in February, the week before Vegas and YCS Mexico mm -hmm. city. Um, and Are yeah, you going to all those. Yeah. So I'll be going to YCS Mexico city. It's the same weekend as France. Um, uh, but it's nice because I get 3v3 practice um, with Cody and Shu, my teammates, prior to Vegas, and I'm teaming up with them back to back. So it's I, I was oh, like I, I convinced them I'm like bro, let's go to Mexico. I, I know like France would be sick, but we have to go to Mexico. We'll train as a team 3v3, then we'll run it back in Vegas. And bro, you know what I'm saying? Make some history. I'm still sick. I'm still sick. <laughs> yeah, and that's I'm just sick because I told him I would go to France, and then I. Uh, wow. That's why I'm going to France, by the way. Wow. That's why I'm going to France. I thought he was gonna go. <laughs> I booked. I didn't buy the yeah. ticket though, so so I was just enjoying the France landscapes, you know. Just uh, you go to France and then you uh, you scrub out of the main event. You do the three v three side. That's practice. <laughs> you could be like the four other people who showed up for that. Yeah, exactly. Joseph, would you define yourself as the king of rogue with all the ten minutes testing that you made on your channel? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw you testing dream mirrors as well. Like yeah, what, we... four years ago, you tested Dream Mirrors and you said, oh my God, it's a pain. Let's remember. <laughs> <laughs> we do it... it for the other revenue, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> um, no, oh, there, 10 minute testing was fun. There's, uh, the way it is now, it's like once a week. I, I really like where it's ended up, but there was a time is really early in my channel where I was doing one a day. I was doing five of them a week. Wow. And, you know, they can't be good. <laughs> if, if that's your video schedule they they are not going to be good 
And so I go back and watch them, and I'm like, these are fucking awful. But it's also like I would run out of shit to test. It would be like, all right, mm. uh, here's the eighth build of this deck, or I'd be like, here's this like four card archetype, and um, that's that's where the Dream Mirror ones came in. In a in a better world, I would have never looked at that archetype. Yeah, because I think what Nesh is getting to is that you've I guess did so many ten minute testings and so many different decks, so many archetypes that I think your knowledge pool of of cards is like really wide, and I think that's a really good thing, especially if you think from a competitive sense that having a great understanding of multiple formats from playing History of Yu-Gi-Oh, for example, or uh, just doing a bunch of archetype testing, you know, uh, that helps you into like formats for the future right because like random cards becomes relevant again like we have swords of concealing light being randomly attack against like castiras right like which no one would have thought about but if you if you you probably came across that card somewhere in you know as you're looking through history of Yu-Gi-Oh, like that's that's like an example where you know having really wide knowledge is important and i think you do have a, a pretty wide knowledge of, of like archetypes so that's a um. That's actually, a, I think, a 2016 blue eyes tech that people were trying <laughs> was swords of that's concealing. Crazy. Bro, this man is a Wikipedia. I'm telling you, look at him. Uh, like he knows everything. But, no, the um, the uh, it, it is weird. I I think I do have a really good like kind of breadth of knowledge in terms mm -hmm. of like, I, I pretty much know what my go is like sitting down. Um. I can like figure out what my opponent is trying to do with their deck. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of new players, I know it's really frustrating kind of having to intuit that kind of thing. Yep. You know, like if you sit down against a Cyframe player for the first time, like good luck. Like what do you, <laughs> you have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, that it, it, it has only been in the last year that I've been like kind of that breadth of understanding has been like a huge like crutch for me because mm -hmm. it, it's good enough to net you wins against like mid players constantly but you really never develop the sort of depth of understanding uh, that's necessary to like break into like real competitive success. Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, I could tell you every deck, everyone is playing this format, like down to like the 30th or 40th deck, but I do not have remotely enough uh, knowledge about like the tier and mirror specifically to feel comfortable going into yeah. a YCS with it. So, um, you know, there's, there's pluses and minuses, but yeah. uh it, it it is fun to be like yeah <laughs> concealing light is seen play four or five times it's well, like... what's um i i've seen like i know like for the last couple of YCSs, you know you've been tweeting that you've been really putting the work to you know try and see competitive sets success <laughs> at events um like do do what like i guess what is your goal with like these ycs's i know like one of your first YCSs was like you know i want to i want a day two like what's the end game for you like you want to i mean i guess everyone wants to win uh, yeah right yeah um i i just want to top uh the the problem though is um uh man when when i see the amount of practice it takes to get really truly good i'm like god i really don't have that kind of time yeah um but i it was like a couple of maybe like a year and a half ago i just sort of had this revelation that it was like I had been doing fine in Yu-Gi-Oh for a while. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's a lot of like decent Yu-Gi-Oh players. And I was like one of those. I was like, I'd been fine. And then I was thinking, I was like, when was the last time I made like a decision in Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes. That wasn't just like executing a combo that I, I knew or like being like, oh, my opponent's on this. This is the choke point. And so um, I, I do think that, I do think that like uh, topping a YCS is pretty far off. But for now, I'm just trying to kind of get a... Uh, I guess into the format in a meaningful way. Okay. Okay. 
I like that. No, hey, all, all I'm saying is if you, if you ever want to practice, I think Nesh and I would be more than glad to to figure yourself. Oh, I need, sure. brother, yeah. brother, hear me out, hear me out, <laughs> hear me out. We can we can do a good exchange, okay? <laughs> a good exchange, <laughs> a baby. <laughs> I need suggest a baby. I need suggestion for my YouTube, and I will coach your ass. I don't care what I have to do. Like you help me with YouTube, you give me suggestions. You say Nash, this is bad. Do this this way. Do this this other way, and then, then we can sit the entire day talking about Yu-Gi-Oh because that's what I love, anyways. <laughs> May as well, right? Wow, what what an what an exchange. That, yeah, yeah. I tried to do it with the Farfa. Farfa ghosted me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Farfa did did do pretty well at, at that nationals event. Um, but I, I think that's awesome. Like, I think uh more people as like i think want to do well at events and i i like seeing that i think that's awesome um i mean and it's yeah i mean a lot of it has to do with the rise of like Yu-Gi-Oh personalities like you know you two mm-hmm. um that are actually good at Yu-Gi-Oh. like that's a very modern thing <laughs> usually like the people who were making Yu-Gi-Oh videos were like you know uh, uh Atlan boxer players be like <laughs> and then they're like you know, wow yeah. but um it, it has been it has been nice to see kind of, you know, there used to be like, this is like the Yu-Gi-Oh community and this is like the professional player community. And it's been nice been see- seeing people like the pair of you and people like Jesse Cotton showing up constantly on um, uh, Sam's channel. Um, yeah. You know, I know Hani's breaking into, uh, uh, you know, making yep. uh, guides and stuff. Uh, yep. It's been really cool. And um, I think it is it is motivating a lot of people to like, actually take the game seriously instead of being like here's how cool blue eyes white dragon is <laughs> hey blue eyes is pretty cool yeah <laughs> he's cool he's about... cool that's the problem yeah talking about yugi tubing um from your recent video you say that eating 100k is almost impossible for a yugi tuber except for team samurai that can reach 1 million like it's actually very realistic of him eating the 1 million subscribers why is it so far uh, to reach this kind of numbers for other content creators in the Yu-Gi-Oh space? Uh, I don't know. It's 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 a weird thing. I mean, um, I think the video you're talking about is like the it's the one where I just like talk about getting into Yugi tubing, and yep. um, the I, I think I say in that one, I'm like, you know, as little as like five years ago, the like big titans of Yu-Gi-Oh YouTubing were at like 10k. You're like yep. Vexicus was like you know oh my god he has 15k that's it like robbie has 40 and you would subscribe to him to get into zodiac so you know no one was ever going to top that um uh i i will say um there was a time when i was like i don't think any like there's probably going to be like 20 Yu-Gi-Oh people ever that get 100k there just wasn't the audience for it but every year i've been surprised by yeah more people coming into it you know like um i think master duel helps a lot uh, I think it's a super resilient game, and I, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, see Sam uh, hit uh, a million uh, like within the next couple of years. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot, a lot of people start hitting 100k, especially as like I think shorts are really, really good Popular. for uh, for yep. Yu-Gi-Oh subgrowth specifically. I mean, you got like head-to-head battles. Yep, uh, has like quadrupled the size of their channel this year. Yeah. I think that um I think there's a lot of people who are now seeing a ton of growth that I thought was impossible last year, but um no, I I um I used to think like Yu-Gi-Oh was 
too small of a thing for people to focus on to mm -hmm. have like mainstream YouTube success. But I, I am loving to having, I love to have been proven wrong. And, yeah. um, it's been looking good recently. I mean, for sure. I mean, congrats to you for I think recently hitting a hundred thousand subscribers yourself, right? Like, I think. Yeah, that was crazy. That, that was crazy. It, like I said, I, it's nice to be pleasantly surprised by just how much traction this game has gone. Like, you know, we see even like really big YouTubers like get into this game, like, uh, like Sykuno, for example. Like, he's been trying to bridge that gap between like so many different individuals from across so many different communities to like maybe get in this game. Like he's been collabing with even VTubers, right? Like, yeah. like, um, Iron Mouse, for example. Um, you know, yeah. So no, I, it was crazy. We awesome. got, yeah. We got like Ludwig doing the tournament. Ludwig Obviously Will. Charlie's been huge. Um, Iron Mouse plays on stream rhyme style. Yeah. Uh, TGS anime is like a master dual streamer now. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's wild. And, uh, I, I think, going off that same tangent right we, we talk about like master duel um and we we have to also as a result talk about like konami right i, I know you always mm -hmm. joke around about you know being sponsored by konami or doing one of their products review um so what's your <laughs> so what's your thought process regarding that do you do you actually want to i guess work with konami and like in what capacity do you see yourself like managing that relationship and getting sponsored per se you know uh, so realistically, I don't think there's any shot that they do. I think that like, I, I am too well known as like the streamer who says bussy, <laughs> like to ever <laughs> land a, a Konami yeah. sponsorship at this point. But I, I really would like to work with them. And I think that there's mm. like a significant amount of, it, it is just mind boggling. It feels like there's a lot of stuff that they do and then they just don't remotely advertise. Mm -hmm. Um, right. Uh, the like dual links voice actor battle royale thing I thought was super cool and they just yeah. like never told anyone it was happening uh, the cross duel thing they like paid like the four greatest hearthstone players of all time to yeah. advertise that game and then like told people day of <laughs> um, I mean I, I, I think that if <laughs> Konami if you're watching if you ever have a product you think is dog shit is not going to sell Throw it at me, and I will force it down people's throats. <laughs> I'll, um, yep. I'll be like, I'm no, you got to buy the, you know, the uh, Elemental Hero Clayman retrain. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, And, and like, it, it's in the same vein as, like, Master Duel. Like, what do you think the future of Master Duel looks like? I, I guess, is it, you know, like, do you see it actually growing to an esports? Because I, if you remember back when this game got announced, like, six, seven, eight, nine months ago, we saw the trailers and we were all reacting to it. We were like, "Yo, this game's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be an esports scene." Uh, what's your thought process with that? Like, do you think that there is capability for an esports, um, I guess, ability to like just uh, come in? Yeah, I. Th this yeah. is like the. Th this is a a, a a huge topic that I, I've thought a lot about. Definitely, I think it, it was a huge fumbled bag. I remember they build it as like an eSport, right? Like yeah. in the press releases, they were like, this is like the eSports future of, right. of Yu-Gi-Oh! And I think they thought it would be like Hearthstone, like when they had the Grandmasters and everything. Um, and I remember really early on, um, all these like T2 eSport organizations were like sending me shit and being like, mm -hmm. you know, would you want to stream under this tag? And I was like, oh, that's cool. And now it's like, I mean, I 
would be shocked to get a call back from any of these people. Like ev <laughs> every one of these people is like, okay, this was a complete hoax. There's no yeah. any sort of anything. And for me, it's because like, there's just not a reason to be good at it. Right. Right. Like you, you can get to diamond one with pretty much anything like mm -hmm. uh, any deck in the top <laughs> 20 or 30. Yeah. Um, and outside of that, there's like the duelist cup, which is, um, you play the deck with the, 51% win rate that wins or loses really fast. Yeah. And then you just mm -hmm. grind it out. And then the the what you get when you get it, like when the KC Cup came out in Duel Links, you would get like an invite to Worlds. And that right. was crazy. Uh, and for this, you get like your border is like slightly more shiny. <laughs> like really cool. Um, like it's I so really stupid. like what's... It is. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, like, I really like actually what they're doing in Europe. The... Um, oh, the, 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 like, the streamer tournaments. tournaments? Yeah, streamer tournaments. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good start, but um, I think that the the number one thing that Master Duel needs is like um, a, a road to Worlds, uh, yep. Konami sanctioned tournaments, and I think there needs to be some amount of care put into like it as a competitive vehicle, because like even before there's any investment in infrastructure, uh, it's not like the way that Konami tournaments are played isn't super competitive. It's like the million card side deck or whatever. Yeah. So even in these tournaments for like uh, Farfa and Zulu and stuff that they've invested all this money into, and the pricing isn't bad, um, even for these sick tournaments, uh, it's like game one, you play this like intense back and forth. Game two, the player who's going first plays an FTK, and the player that's going second plays Numeron with 24 hand traps. And yeah. like, <laughs> that's just what they always are. And <laughs> Can I shoot a message to Konami since we are talking about the Cups, the European Cups? Yeah. Konami, I know. That from my accent, you might not understand the fact that I'm not American. I'm European. Call me. I love you. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. okay I, I thought you were from, like, California. What happened? <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. I was crazy. Uh, no, but I, I, I think that Master Duel has a lot of potential. Like, obviously, mm -hmm. all these huge streamers are, like, invested in it. They think it's super cool. It looks yep. nice. It's fun to watch. I think they did a great job on it, but there's just nothing in the competitive scene. Um, yeah. But in going up in two weeks, in about two weeks, it's probably announced by now. But um, I'm putting together a uh, a circuit series with um, Yu-Gi-Oh Pro deck, uh, TCG player. Fingers crossed that might be not be true. You may have to edit that one out. And because <laughs> um, uh, Jason Grabber Meyer is on that team and is also a Konami employee, and um, uh <laughs> dual logs is also funding one of them and nice. we're doing weekly uh like 1k tournaments and then like a 10k playoff after 16 weeks wow and i'm real Holy excited shit. for that i think it's gonna be really cool it's gonna nice. give a lot of people who are like weekend warriors who are like good at master duel but <laughs> want to make the jump to something more competitive an opportunity mm -hmm. to do that and yep. i think it's also going to be a good way to figure out what's actually good in master duel. Cause I don't think we know that shit either. Right. I, I think this is a great like testing ground almost because we get to see like everyone has theories on what type of format will work best in master. Duel, and it's really hard to compare it to like TCG because quite frankly, it's not the same. Um, yeah. So I, I do like this. And I think another point to make here that I think is super under the radar is that by doing this, I think, you know, we talked a little bit about this on the side, Joseph, but Esports organizations might have a reason to almost 
invest in the Yu-Gi-Oh scene, right? In the Master Duel yeah. scene, because if they see that something like a circus series is doing that well or really well, then maybe they're like, okay, maybe there is a reason to get good at this game. Maybe there is a reason to have a esports presence, and that could maybe push the game in a trajectory that we're all been, you know, that we've been, I guess, like striving towards, right? So. I think this is a, an awesome step for sure. That's what I'm hoping for sure. I, I do, you know, like ideally it would be a scenario where like uh, a bunch of like the smash orgs feel comfortable, you know, hosting yep. a, uh, or uh, investing in a Yu-Gi-Oh player or something. Cause uh, the other thing about um, online Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments is there is an insane amount of like unsigned talent. Yep. Um, and I would <clears> like <throat> to see some people who are like real good get rewarded for it. Uh, I mean, more so than, like, the $50 Thank free you, weeklies that are the entirety of the Master Duel meta right now. Thank you, Joseph. Yeah, this is the this is the Nesh Cup. It's the Nesh Money Laundering lo Cup. I'll try. I'll try my best. I love Master Duel. I always was a fan of Master Duel, even when Pac did not believe in it. Pac, how many times I did this? Are you how serious? <laughs> Yo, I told no you way. to believe in Konami. I, I, was, I was the first one. Literally the first one to believe in the project. Bro, you're literally bronze. Like, you haven't even played that game. <laughs> we, we all love activating Maxi. It's great. Yeah. It's lovely. Oh, man. I, I think that's the thing that I've been feeling. As I play more and more Master recently, it's actually been more enjoyable as because I no longer think of it like TCG. I think that's the mindset mm -hmm. I feel like holds most people back that are trying to enter the Master space. spaces. Like, they're like... Man, this is not like TCG at all, so I hate it. But I'm like, well, it's I don't think the game's just not the same. Like it's it's just so vastly different. Um, maybe it could be the same. Um, but you know, they each have their own problems, their pros and cons in different ways, I would say. So Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna you know, I, I do like where the TCG is a lot better than where I like the master yeah. duel format right, right now. But um yeah, it, it is definitely you know, I, I think we spend a lot of time being like, you know, should Maxi be in the format, et cetera, without being like, okay, this is just a different game. It just yeah. works differently. Yeah. Just, bro, Maxi, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> crazy. To be honest, you can see also Master Duel popping off because there is this kind of redundancy run right now in the current metagame with all this tier element. And now, and now tier element is going to get even more stronger with the cash tier support. And do you think there will be a ban list, Joseph? After long? Uh, when? After Leon. I guess like for when you play your YCS Mex I mean YCS Vegas tournament, do you think there'll be a ban list or is yeah, it just one a... change, malicious to three. We're running it back with Hero. <laughs> no, oh. um I don't know. I, I think there may be I think that um it's only gonna have been what like two months and change since the last one. Yeah. Um but I feel like they will wait to see what Cash Tira does like to the metagame, mm -hmm. and that deck what will be fine. Does. It will it's... shit on every on every deck. We already know <laughs> what it does. There is <laughs> literal brother, my brother in Christ. We, they literally destroyed the tier elements in OCG, and it's still winning. Like there is no fennies to do. Um, no kick close. Shade and uh, one. I love, no it. I love that they're still playing tier. It's yeah, so funny. It's, they're actually just playing tier still. I'm just like, bro, you and they have are no kit. <laughs> and they are still slapping cheeks. Like, that's crazy. If, if you look at the lists, it's like 20 one-ups. They're like, we don't need more than one Havness. We don't need more than one Sheeran. <laughs> yeah. One Rhino Heart. That's optimal. It's yeah. incredible. Because there are so many ways to send it to the graveyard. It's so good. Yeah. I, I guess, like, if speaking of ban lists, if 
um, I know you. If you could change anything about the format right now with with a ban list, like where where would you look to? Um, it's a tough question. I and I understand yeah, that. No. Yeah, it's not it, easy. I, I'm not even sure myself, to be honest. Like, how do I make this better to, for everyone? You know? Yeah, because like the answer is like, oh, you know, you weaken tier, but like, um. Uh, I, I really don't want, like, Flu to be way more powerful, <laughs> you know? Uh, I, when when Cash Tira comes out, it's like, oh, cool. So now the best deck is the one that, like, blocks all zones and macros you. That's really sick. Like, <laughs> it, it's strange. Um, I, I think that the the cards that I've, I've come around on being just, like, really unhealthy are the ones that just, like, produce these non-games. I think that, like... Uh, Shifter is super toxic. I think that um, Barrier Statue is super toxic. Um... But you take those out, and obviously the best deck is just tier. So <laughs> I don't know. It, it is. I I do think it's a really really hard problem to solve for the TCG if they ever want tier not to be the best deck, um, and the game to still be fun. And I think it's also really hard. I mean, we're seeing it in the OCG. It's hard to actually kill tier. Like it's yeah. gonna require like I think you four or five. Ban them. Hits. <laughs> you have to like ban the shit. You gotta like... ban the Hoffness. Yeah. They're gonna have to ban Hoffness. They're gonna have to ban. Sh they might have to ban like Merly or something. Yeah. That would be Merly is a stupid. It's actually sprint. Yeah. Sprint into Merly. That's so. Yeah, yeah. That's too good. That's too good. Yeah. And, and you know, I will say, I really like Sprite. If Sprite becomes the best deck again, that's fine. That deck's yeah. fun. What's um? What's your? I guess I know we talked a little bit about heroes, but what's your favorite deck of all time? You would say. Uh, I, that's, this is the toughest question. I feel like. <laughs> Uh, I really like like 2014 Dark World. Okay, what's this was like. It, it was like Dark World had already been out obviously for three years in like full power, um, and it was on and off playable the whole time. But it was like the the rank eight Xyz pool had just kind of happened, uh, and the builds during that era were just so clean. They were like, um. It was the first time that people were really playing like triple upstart, like they were playing like into the voids and shit. Uh, just every draw spell in the universe, they're like on trade ins, and you would just draw your whole deck, and then you'd end on a bunch of like graphas. It was like <laughs> a really slick deck uh, that I liked a lot, and it got to make use of like the terrible Necro Valley that let you still do grapha stuff. That's, I oh, think, probably yeah. my favorite yeah. deck of all time that's not named Hero. Oh, nice. Okay, sweet. Respectable. Yeah, very respectable. I, I, like that. I asked you that question because I feel like I have a hard time answering that because there's so mm. many like fun decks, like so many different formats, and um, it's just like really, really uh, difficult. Um, but I, I think that's really cool. I, I have to look into it. Is that like during hat format, like 2014 national? Yeah, League? yeah. Okay, nice. It's, it's hat is it, uh, hat is such a strange format because like as hat wasn't the best deck. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was like yeah, hats hat is like gatekeeping all these decks out mm -hmm. people just found decks that go over the top of hat and like now it's like a combo format yep. like the best deck is like infernity it's crazy i just the way that these uh historic formats develop is just so funny yes yeah, so i i spoke to joe Girlando um on twitter about this and he said that he would call this a so charge format instead because the, yeah, the decks a, that utilize so charge the best were the best decks and you know infernities was on un, unironically un, 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 un one of them um yeah when did you start playing Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, when did you like start touching Yu-Gi-Oh cards? <laughs> uh, I started like 
at the beginning, I guess. Okay. I was like a kid, obviously. Okay. Um, and then uh, I started playing like, I guess, competitively. Probably not until about two thousand fourteen. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, I was in college, and um, one of my friends was really good. Uh, it's a uh, Sorab Pasikani. He played volcanic at that uh one YCS and, and one undefeated. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he fucking ate shit in battle pack drafts and we all <laughs> made fun of him. Uh but um no and and I got back in and I've I've just been playing uh ever since. Okay. But yeah, I, I did miss out on a lot of the fun stuff that happened in like 2011, 12 and 13. Mm. And um it's been nice to go back and revisit those and be like play as much wind up as I want. And have the option to stop playing it at some point, which I guess yeah. people didn't. I think uh, something that I, I've been thinking about, because uh, it, it's been a topic that came up in my Twitch chat recently, which was um, if you could start at any period in Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, like start playing the game competitively at any period in Yu-Gi-Oh! Like where would you want to start, right? And, and uh, I guess my answer to that was I felt like I wanted to start when it was no longer an SJCs as competitive tournaments would rather YCSs. So that was after Edison format or after YCS Edison or SJC Edison, as you would call it. Because I felt like that's when like things got really spicy. You know, when like there's so many mm. crazy stuff. Frog FTK came out the format after Edison. Um, you had plant format in like 2011, like Tengu's, and you have like your format with like windups and Zector, Rabbit. Um, and so, yeah, they're, 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 like you said, there's so many. But then I guess that's why content creation is so fun, right? Because you're able to revisit. Or, or get people interested in, in those things that you never got to experience. Like, I remember I tried to play some retro formats, um, like uh, Tengu Plant format, for example, and those were, like, really enjoyable. Um, I wasn't playing at the time, but the fact that I got to relive a part of Yugo's history is just so cool. Um, so, yeah. Th it's, it's I mean, I wish I could have played the Pharaoh Tour, to be honest with you. Like, the <laughs> shit Cyberstand right now, it's 5,000. <laughs> Might as well, no? <laughs> They're just all like, yo, I need to get that bread now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bro, there is also the there is also the golden the golden sarcophagus in Italian print, sarcophago yeah. d'oro. Yeah, just, <laughs> just go back and pick them all up, brother. Yeah. Like, I wish I could I could have played back in the day during that period. Yeah. Even though I was I was playing, but I was a kid. Like, yeah. I had no support to play. Yeah. Did you have support to play when you were a kid? Like, where you, you supported? Mean? Like, where you supported by your family? When um, you were playing as a kid, when I was like a little kid and would go to like locals or whatever, oh, my parents loved it because I would get out of the house and they would have like <laughs> five hours away from me. They were like, "Oh yes, let's go." Okay. Um, but no, I think uh, um, a um, a lot of the uh, I I didn't really play from like uh post uh Dark Arm Dragon to college because uh, I was like oh I don't think people I think people would think it's like lame or like uh, they would they would like make fun of me or something and yeah uh then when I was in college it turns out that no one cared about any of that shit and I didn't yeah. I didn't play Yu-Gi-Oh for no reason <laughs> I was basically like oh what if people think I'm a nerd it's like yeah you're not you're not beating the nerd allegations you gotta just <laughs> lean into it it's yeah. it's gonna happen and um but yeah, people people have been fine about it. I saw a tweet today that was like, would your significant other be more happy if you didn't play Yu-Gi-Oh? And I was like, no. It's a <laughs> my my uh my wife appreciates the things I do. I I do think that it it is good to have people around you who are like, yeah, your hobbies are cool, you know. 
Talking about your wife, I know that she's a cyber angel one trick. She she used to be a cyber angel one trick, yeah. Uh, because I watched the Eurog videos, I had <laughs> I had to mention it to be honest. Yeah, no, and... we um we printed out dual links decks from back in the day, and uh, she was really good at that deck. That deck was easy to be really good at, though. That deck was crazy. Isn't yes. she jealous about your relationship with Farfa? She's a little jealous. Yeah, she is. She's. Uh, I will say, in actual unironic terms, I think for a while she thought I was gay with Danny. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, Luke von Karma. I guess. Yeah, we all went to the same college, and she was like, "Oh, you know, there's. I, I don't have a shot with this guy. He's he's gay." <laughs> Wait, uh, this was before no. or after? After you guys were together? No, this was this was way before. This was like oh. 2012. Okay. Yeah. Wow! Wait, you guys and knew each other all the way back then. That's dope. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And how were you able to meet all those content creators? Like, okay, like obviously by doing YouTube. But how did you came along with like people like Simo Gage during your YouTube YouTuber era uh, period? Um. Yeah. When when I started, I was I, I pretty much no one uh knew about me at all, and um. I basically was making videos into the void uh, until about a year in. Um, Hardleg Gaming had me on a... He, he, like, randomly found my channel and was like, you should be on a video with me. And then uh, Alex saw something that I had been recommended in and put me in... At that time, the YugiTuber Grand Championship was still running, and every year he'd put in, like, two or three lobbies. And he put me in one year, and... I hit it off with a bunch of people, and uh, that's it. That's crazy. Um, I man, those are sick. I remember Alex used to like do those YouTuber uh, championships. I, he needs to bring those back. Um, I remember like yeah, no. I remember watching. Them. They were awesome. They were sick. I <laughs> if you go back and look at them though, yeah, they did not do well at all. <laughs> like, oh, okay. The last one, they like struggled to hit like 15k. Like people did not want to see, you know, the the Farfa MBT mirror match. It was not in the cards. <laughs> I have a question about Yugi Tubing. Back in the days, like Yugi Tubers were actually betting their own channel, like in duels, right? That's what happened oh. to Farfa with the Glasgow YGU. Did you were ever involved in one of those? No, no. That's like Yugi Tube in like 2013 was crazy. Like people would just do and say and upload anything, and I was not a part of it. But, um. If you go back and watch some old like um CapG videos or like Vexicus ones, it's like, wow, you really could just say anything in these. You could just um and yeah, they would people would play for channels. It was crazy. It's crazy how much YouTubing has evolved though. And I think that's something that mm. I wanted to talk about too, that you know, if you think about ten years ago, people were doing like the trade binder videos and all that stuff. Mm. at some point i kind of missed it i kind of want to do like a video where i just upload my binder on the internet and be like hey guys you want to trade <laughs> there's um there's a lot of like uh nostalgic stuff about old Yu-Gi-Oh youtube that i do miss i gage did like a binder video for twitter that i thought mm. was hilarious i was yeah. just like hey guys i don't ship first you know it was <laughs> it was very funny um i i miss when people would do guest uploads uh, yeah. that just now it's just collabs, but they would just like say, why don't you upload your dog shit video on my channel? And they would do it. People would just do it. Um, I miss Vines. The, oh, the yeah. Vines it's TikTok now, like, right? Yeah. Yeah, but the Yu-Gi-Oh! Vines are like so unfunny. 
you go back and watch them and they are like i can't believe we ever thought this was good <laughs> and uh one thing that we just don't have anymore is like someone doing mlg style edits over edo pro gameplay that used to be like 80 percent of youtube yeah. would be like someone's edo pro youtube combo and they'd be like i'm gonna no scope them and then they'd you know play the clip um probably for the best that we don't have them anymore but uh sometimes <laughs> i'll see like a video that's made like in the style of 2014 i'll be like hell yeah let's go <laughs> what um uh what i so youtube has evolved a lot um and we've seen a, a big progression you know a big progression as <laughs> the progression series um what do you think Yu-Gi-Oh or Yu-Gi-Tubing is doing really well right now and what are some things that we're missing that we should have or, or should look into to, to you know to evolve this space even further I would say uh I think we're getting really good at like stream highlights um I think Coder is doing a lot of good work a lot of the stuff that uh optimal media which is dan and gage's yep. uh, editing company is doing is just like actually good like in normal youtube terms yeah um not just like good for Yu-Gi-Oh youtube uh i think that uh, I've, I've had this conversation a lot with um with a with a ton of people and i think the Yu-Gi-Oh youtube lags behind like magic the gathering youtube okay. by like a couple years and lags behind like normal youtube by like three or four years <laughs> and um I think there's a lot of these like high production value shows for like new and returning players like Duel Knight um, that are really, really good for the space, um, but are also just like ideas just straight lifted from other card game communities because they were um, uh, good there as well. Uh, I think that Yu-Gi-Oh! is missing a lot of like genuinely original thought, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, yeah. video ideas that aren't being tried elsewhere right now. Like... Even going back, uh, the the video series that I credit with like the genesis of new Yu-Gi-Oh YouTube is sealed only. Yeah. Um. Yep. Which I think was like the first time someone was like put a lot of effort into like editing a video, honestly. And um, uh, even that is like uh kind of a ripoff of like an old school RuneScape idea. Yeah. Um. And then that turned into progression series, and then that turned into forty five people copying progression series, and here we are now. <laughs> um. But uh i think that someone will figure out something original in Yu-Gi-Oh, and we're all gonna go wow that's crazy uh in terms of what we're missing i think that there is a hunger among the Yu-Gi-Oh player base for limited like some kind of like drafting or sealed play or cube or something uh that kind of stuff is already very popular in magic the gathering and for some reason like, with the exception of exactly the progression series, we can't seem to, like, get a handle on it. Um, so I'm excited to see what gets developed there. I think that there are a couple of creators that are doing interesting stuff with, like, limited series that'll be good. And um, uh, in terms of what the Yu-Gi-Oh! community is, like, missing, the number one thing I always say is primers. Yeah, uh, But yeah. they really don't. Like, they... That type of video is specifically designed to do dog shit on YouTube. Like yeah. it takes a million hours to write and edit and script and like a research, and then you upload it and people watch it one time. It's like okay, well. <laughs> you, um, explain to people what a primer is for people who may not know. Yeah, so if you play in Magic: The Gathering, if you're like learning a deck, um, you can like Google the name of the deck and the word primer, and you'll get like this lovingly crafted. Sometimes it's a video, sometimes it's like a, just a big sheet, uh, like a 
big detailed explanation of why you make individual card choices, what your options are, how to deck build, uh, a, a sort of game sense of how to play a strategy, which is something I think that Yu-Gi-Oh players are really bad at communicating. Um, a uh, matchup guide, a sideboarding guide, uh, all this stuff. And um, some of these primers are, are for simple decks. They're not super big. Um, but even for like terrible decks, the deck that I stole my old name from, Mono Blue Tron, someone wrote like a, a hundred page primer on this deck that has seen like four competitive tops over the course of its lifespan. It's crazy. Um, but it, it's wild for Yu-Gi-Oh! If I'm like a guy who doesn't know how to play Tier Lament, like at all, and I've never read any of the cards, there is not a video I can look up that'll be like, this is tier, here's what it does, you know, here's how you should be playing your games, here's what you should be managing. And um, I don't, I have no idea, <laughs> there's really no incentive for people to make that content, because it's really... Like, yeah, like I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I actually made that video, but I was discouraged to post it, because they were like, Nash, no one is gonna watch it. Like, you're just losing your time. Like, it's one hour straight of you explaining tier elements and talking about the combos <laughs> and telling them that they should play it that way with the chain block series. It's like, it's like useless. Like, it's like a waste of time. People like memes. People like I mean, CD yeah, Angry no, Italian. I would, I would really like to watch that video all the way through one time. And then, like, it will underperform an eight-minute video where, like, you know, I see a picture of Alex's deck from progression and I go, wow! And then, every, you know... <laughs> So it, it is, I think it's a casualty of like the algorithm, but it really sucks that we don't have that content. Yeah, I think that's uh, one of the things that I, I've noticed as well. But I think, um, I think honestly, Ness, you should post it. I think that'll be cool to see. Um, I think, I think that'll be, be sick. Cause I think that is something that I know you tagged me in, Joseph, in one of like one of the tweets where you're like, oh, like, uh, maybe should the pack should look into this. And I definitely put some thought into like maybe, one of these making a primer, but the format evolves so fast, it's kind of hard yeah. to. Um, That's the other thing is, yeah. like, these are so popular for like modern and legacy in uh, in Magic. But if you made a tier primer like this week, it would last a month, and then Hypernova would change everything, and then the ban list after Hypernova will change everything, and then you know they are I really. Think, I think I can make a prime for Hypernova, but not for the ban list because it, if they touch Kit Kalos, like the entire line goes to shit. So might as well. Uh, the, the thing is, I use it to post a spreadsheet, and that's the thing that I also discussed with Park. I actually love to write spreadsheet, but when you have a set coming out every month, like, with which face are you trying to sell or you're trying to advertise this massive work that's going to only last for one month? Right. I, the, the format moves so fast, and even with the spreadsheet, like, there's some intangibles that are just really hard to get across to people, like... Like game sense stuff, like how what constitutes the mid game of a tier match, like how you should be playing particular, uh, or how you should be managing your resources in particular matchups, and like I think actually the thing that has, I think competitive Yu-Gi-Oh has been done a huge disservice by the way that like algorithmically people are rewarded for making what is essentially just a combo guide. And just like writing out a bunch of like steps that you can execute in game. It's like really helpful to get people to do like uh, computationally sound best of all po possible world combos, but really bad for giving people like an intuition about how they should be doing X or Y. Um, but I don't know. I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think you're going to look at both sides. Like 
if you want if you want really a format to overperform enhancing all, only the skills of a player then you probably don't post it uh if you want to ruin the format because you are evil inside and you hate the words and your mom didn't kiss you when you were a kid then you might post it <laughs> exactly yeah joseph before um i i think uh where <laughs> that's just like looking at the camera like he's like i'm i'm the evil uh, that's me but <laughs> I think uh, this this has been an interesting conversation. We we've covered so so many different so many different topics in such little time. Uh, but but one thing I I definitely want to pick your brain at is if if you were to go back in time with, with like you know your Yu-Gi-Oh journey so far, was there any moment that you would like like to change? Anything hmm. critical? Any critical points in your Yu-Gi-Oh journey that like you know. Your, or even a Yugi tubing journey that you would kind of like wish went differently or was it all like um yeah uh in terms of of Yu-Gi-Oh in particular I would I would go back in time and be like get really good during like 2007 2009 because yep. people were terrible then they were really not good <laughs> it's crazy yeah. I want to I want to do the Nesh thing where I win like a prize card and then just sit on it for a thousand years yeah um but uh, no, in terms of Yugi tubing, I think, uh, like I said, I, I basically made videos into a void for a year, mm -hmm. um, and I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I'd like, I, I was like, no, I'm gonna be known as like the 10 minute testing guy, and I was like, I shouldn't have done that at all. I should have just made a whole bunch of videos about a bunch of different stuff, thrown a bunch of shit at the wall and seen what stuck. Um, I, the first like year and a half of my channel, I had almost no growth whatsoever, and it was like. It was like super demoralizing, but it was also like a hobby for me, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, but I, I do kind of kick myself over being like, oh yeah, this could have been done like a, at least a year earlier if you had just kind of got over yourself and been like, okay, it's time to like, you know, advertise yourself instead of being like, I sure hope this comes up in someone's recommended box. Yeah. Who's your? Who are your? I guess biggest role models in, in this space from uh, either. Yugi tubing um, standard, so you don't have to say a Yu-Gi-Oh player uh, or like uh, mm -hmm. anyone in the Yu-Gi tubing space, but rather like or just in general, like I guess who who are your biggest like in, in inspirations? Uh, on YouTube, it's um, uh, well in in Yu-Gi-Oh specifically, I guess I would say uh, Rada was big, obviously. Yep. Um, the uh Yu-Gi-Oh for real men i think everyone has pretty much made the connection that i'm just literally ripping off their content um uh when kamina cat used to upload i think she goes by genevieve now and all the old 101s are gone but i thought those were funny um and sought to emulate them a lot uh for Yu-Gi-Oh in general uh, or for for like card games and card gaming online in general um brian kibler was a huge inspiration nice. uh he's like the way that he is able to talk about card games is like really uh i really appreciate it um and the way that he's one of the first people who like carved out a living streaming and writing articles and being good at card games online was really uh fantastic um lsv uh from Ch all the channel fireball people uh Tularian community college i'm pretty much ripping off as well uh <laughs> Yeah, but basically just a bunch of magic creators, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think that's so cool because I feel like uh, you know I know Gage and and Simo looks like the RuneScape uh, people. 
I mean, and mm-hmm. for you, at least in your case, you look more to like the magic side of things, which is definitely sick. Cause I, I think it's cool to get creators with different inspirations in this space that are like, you know, big, um, but that's cool. I, I actually played magic only a couple times. So maybe one of these days I, I give it a shot for sure. Um, it, it's fun. Um, it has evolved to a thing that I am not super comfortable with anymore. Okay. Uh, I keep trying to jump back in and it's like, basically it's parent company Hasbro has been like, make as much out of this as you can constantly. <laughs> and it's just like way overwhelming. There's like mm-hmm. 45 formats and you know, it's a huge toss up as to whether any locals around you actually fire any of them Yep. and cards are not designed like they rotate, right? So you would expect the benefit of rotating is that the power level can go down sometimes and they just don't and it gets more complex constantly. And I'm like, well, if I want a game that just gets endlessly more complex, I just play Yu-Gi-Oh! So <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's a funny also... thing about funny thing about magic. Mm-hmm. Uh actually when there were the world record for Yu-Gi-Oh! in Long Beach, uh, the record was beaten by magic, but cause of the fact that they had multiple formats and multiple tournaments running at the same time, the record was not given to Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. Yeah, it was at, it was at the, it was actually at the same conv- it was at the same event at Long Beach, I believe. It was like 2500 people for three different formats um for Magic. So technically they would have gone 7500 Magic players in one area um for, for like the world record at the time, but it you know, obviously we had like 4300 or something like that, but you know, they didn't count it from a Guinness World Record perspective because it was different tournaments or something. But it was all technically under the premise of magic. So uh, we'll take the we'll take the W there. <laughs> that, that that seems a little sus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, one more person. I just ripped all my shit off of. Sure. Uh, I hate card games. Um, I Levi Thomas. Okay. Uh, does not make videos like this anymore. But yeah. I all the I hate card games videos. I just stole everything from. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. That's awesome. Um, I guess before we head out, uh, huge shouts to, to to you for coming on. And if you guys already aren't somehow not subscribed to the Ussies of Ussies, Arf, huh? <laughs> oh, so. and friends, yeah, uh, sub to Doug, clip channel. Um, but guys, def- definitely go check him out. Um, it, it, it's a miracle if you somehow don't already know who this man is. Um, but before we leave it off, last question of the day. Uh, any any tips for any last parting advice for anyone trying to, I guess, get into the Yugi tubing space? Um, yeah, the, the number one thing that I tell people is uh, don't get in your head about, like, uploading. Uh, what I, I think King Scarlet was really bad about this, and I was talking to him about it. And he was like, well, sometimes I'll finish a video and I'll be like, ah, this isn't that good. I shouldn't upload it. And I'm like, why? Just upload terrible videos constantly. Do you know how bad the, you know, normal Yu-Gi-Oh videos are? They're <laughs> they're worthless. Uh, algorithmically, you got to get over yourself because you never know what other people are gonna find interesting and funny. And okay, but you also said another thing. You said that people came to you and they said, "Can you look at my channel?" And then they said, "Yeah, but my videos are terrible." And then you said, "No, then I don't want to look at those." <laughs> yeah, don't tell me your video is terrible. If it's if it's terrible, just say it's. I mean, great, you are saying post them even if they are terrible, but then if we come at you and we try to be brutally honest, saying that are terrible, then you don't want to look at them. Yeah, just lie. <laughs> say, <laughs> uh, check out my video. It's the greatest thing on earth. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely have uh, some self confidence there as well, and then just not to get demoralized. I will say I've yeah. 
have never met a Yu-Gi-Oh YouTuber who doesn't have a video in their like top five ever that they cannot fucking stand. Like a video of theirs that they're like frustrated blew up or like it isn't up to their general standards or they want to erase forever, but you yeah. know, it blew up. So yeah, bro, there was one video I posted. It was just me, a complete vlog. I just ripped off my vlog for when I was at locals. I was like, screw it. I need a video hour 50. I don't care if, if this kills, if this dies an algorithm, it dies. And then it, yeah. it's like not too bad, you know? So you never know what people enjoy. People are like, Oh man, I love these videos. They're like, I learned so much watching these. I'm like, Bro, I I just <laughs> sure. Oh, that's that's <laughs> awesome. Yes, that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> but um, all right. Well, anyways, thank you guys. Uh, and today we conclude season one. So, I hope you guys uh enjoyed it. And don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. Let us know your favorite part of the podcast, your favorite topics that we covered. Um, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.